0: Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible-teaching church located in Katy, Texas. If you're in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing that faith with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message. God bless your week. We want to fit in, but what about when it happens to our spiritual life? What happens when our concern, what people think about us, affects the way we live our lives of faith? Have I ever been concerned about what people think about me, and so I have not served God like I'm supposed to? It happens. We live in a world that tells us you're supposed to be a certain way, you're supposed to fit in, you're supposed to be cool, you're supposed to be a certain way. God talks about this a whole lot in the Bible, a whole lot. In fact, in our Old Testament lesson of Micah today, that's what God was talking about. You see these, these chief priests, these, these, these leaders of God's people, these teachers of the law, these priests who were supposed to be telling people what God says they cared more about how they looked in front of the people. They wanted to be accepted, well-liked. They wanted to be cool. And so they chose to change what they were supposed to say into what the people wanted to hear. Her leaders judge for a bribe, her priests teach for a price, and her prophets tell fortunes for money. Yet they look for the Lord's support and say, is not the Lord among us? No disaster will come among us. These leaders, these priests, these people who were supposed to proclaim the truth wanted to be well-liked. And they also wanted some gold in their pockets, so they just try to fit in, to act like everyone else and to give the people a message that they wanted to hear. It's too bad. So Micah was sent to warn them of this message, this, 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 this danger that was among them. But we see about 750 years later, things hadn't changed because during Jesus' earthly ministry, he had the exact same problem. The, the chief priests and the, the leaders of God's people were still trying to fit in. They still wanted to be well-liked. They wanted to be cool, right? They wanted people to praise them, to like them, so they didn't want it to say anything that might offend the people. Everything they do is done for people to see. They make their phylacteries wide and the tassels on their garments long. It's kind of like wearing really cool clothes to make people like them. They love the place of honor at banquets and most important seats in the synagogues. They love to, to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi by others these people didn't care about serving God's people. They were serving themselves. They wanted to be liked and respected. They weren't pointing people to God, but to how awesome they were. How often have we struggled with that exact same sin? How often have we tried to fit in? We have the perfect opportunity to tell someone about Jesus, but we're afraid, afraid what they'll think about us. That will be weird. They won't like us anymore. We don't want that. We know we should serve God with our time and our energy, but no one else does. I just want to fit in. God says that we are in the world, but not part of the world, right? But we want to fit in. We want people to like us, we want to be just like everyone else. We want to be cool. Now, I'd like to think that this isn't a sin I ever struggled with, that I have never changed the way I've talked or acted. I've never hidden my faith in front of others because I'm afraid what they might think. I like to think I've never done that. but that would be wrong. How about you? Have you ever not proclaimed the truth when you had the opportunity because you were afraid? Have you ever tried to fit in by hiding your Christian faith, even a little bit? God has a word for us, too. Everything they do is done for people to see. I'm not sure about you, but those, wor- those words, they cut deep. They hurt. Because God's reminding me of my sin. My struggle with temptation. I just want to fit in. But have there been times I have neglected my Christian opportunity to glorify God by hiding my faith, we have an awesome God. And I know that's an understatement. We, we can't proclaim how amazing God truly is. Because God comes to us, us sinners, us fallen Christians, and He says to you and to me, your sins are forgiven. Not some of your sins, not most of your sins. All your sins have been washed away by Christ. God Himself came to you to proclaim your peace, your mercy, your mistakes, gone because of what Christ has done for you. That is how awesome our God is. In Him, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of of God's grace that He lavished on us. The riches of God's unending grace. That He calls me His child, that He makes me His, that He has said, all my failures are gone. What must I do now? What do I have to do now? Nothing. God did it all. There's nothing I have to do, and in fact, God gives me more. He has given me a gift, the gift of his word, the gospel, that I get to proclaim to others, to take this message to the world so that others too can know how awesome our God is. But we know that not everyone wants to hear it. Not everyone wants to hear about God's mercy and God's forgiveness, God's peace. This isn't new. We see that back at at Paul's time. Uh, In his letter to the Thessalonians, he says, We had previously suffered and been mistreated outrageously in Philippi, as you know. Before Paul and his associates, before his his friends and him traveled to Thessalonica, they went to a city called Philippi where, let's just say, things didn't go very well. Philippi, um, the people there didn't want to hear the message that they had to proclaim. In fact, they, they arrested Paul, they beat him, and they threw him in prison. Not a real warm reception, right? When, when they get out of there, they head to Thessalonica, and at first things, things seem to go very well at Thessalonica at first. There are crowds of Jews and crowds of Gentiles, and they come to hear what Paul and his associates have to say. And many of them come to faith through the word that they speak, the the gospel message, God works faith in these people's hearts, and many of them become believers. Awesome. But there are some there who don't want to hear it. Who don't think the message of God is cool, who don't think that it really fits in with what they want, so they resist. They hear this message of free grace and they think there's no way that can be true. That's too good of a message. Yes, the... The good message is too good for them. It doesn't make sense. You don't get something for nothing, and here Paul and his friends are proclaiming everything for nothing. It doesn't make sense to these other people, and so they accuse Paul and his associates of scamming them, trying to win people over for money. Which Paul has to later on remind them: that's not what we are there for. In fact, we didn't burden you at all. Paul and his friends were not proclaiming this message of peace and mercy from God because they were out for popularity or wealth. They were there because they had a message that was too good to keep to themselves. But these certain people in Thessalonica didn't want to hear it. But with the help of our God... We dare to tell you his gospel in the face of strong opposition, for the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts. We are not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else. My brothers and sisters in Christ, who are we trying to please? If we want to please the world, that's easy. We know what to do. You have to have the right lunchbox with the right cartoon character on it. You need to, need to wear the right clothes and drive the right car and have the right house. And you also need to not talk about Jesus. That's what the world wants from us, and we'll fit right in with everyone else. If we were after, for the praise of the world, that's easy but we have a message that's too good to keep to ourselves. We have a message of God's mercy, God's forgiveness, God's peace. God who loved, yes, even me. And yes, even you. We know that this message may not be popular, may not be accepted by everybody, but it's a message that those people who resist it, that's what they need to hear too. So we go to them and proclaim this word of peace, this message of salvation. What well, will people think about us? Will they laugh at us? Will they mock us? Will they hate us? Maybe. But we don't care. Because, like Paul, we know that what matters isn't what people think about us. Like Micah, we know it's not what the cool kids all think, it's what God says about us. And he says that we are his special children, beloved, paid for, and his for all eternity. What do we want those people to think about? We want them to think about God's message of forgiveness, that he loved even then that he came to die on the cross for them and their their, their sins to announce to them that they are also loved children of God. That's why I want them to think about. I don't care what they think about me. I want them to think about Jesus. And we also thank God continually because when you receive the Word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as human word, but as it actually is, the Word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. That same Word that God proclaimed the very beginning, is still alive and active today. It's just as powerful as when he first proclaimed it. God proclaims that you and I are children of God. Forgiven. The message is also brought to the world. You and I get to bring that special message to these people. We get to do it because we know we're not serving ourselves. We're serving our God. We have to glorify him first served us amen we know your time is precious thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today if you're enjoying this podcast would you be so kind as to click to follow our show and give us a five-star rating that's a quick and easy way to help us get the message of truth out to more people thank you so much god bless your day in christ